Okay. Wow. A running start here. Yep. Aren't you excited? For what? I don't know. There's nothing to be excited about. You don't think so? Come on. You're just like every other naysayer out there. You really think there's something to be excited about? Come on. Okay. You don't even like tablets to begin with, first of all. Let me look, start there. Look, all I'm going to say is that welcome to Weekly Download, episode number 32. Is yeah. It? 32. It should be patch number two, I guess. We did one patch earlier when we were first starting the show. Um, we did the iPhone 4S, I think. So this one is going to be a shorter episode, just kind of talking about gut reactions about the iPad announcement today. For those of you who are under rock or don't really follow Apple, Anything. which is fine, which is fine, fine. We're here to give you the news first. You heard it first, not really from us, but... Um, Apple has announced their newest iteration of the iPad. They the call it the new iPad. iPad. <laughs> and it has a Retina display, as predicted, a AS, A5X A5 chip. chip, which is a quad-core chip, I think, right? A uh, quad-core graphics card, yeah. Okay. And uh, which powers the Retina display. And uh, iSight camera, which does 5 megapixel on the back. Right. Uh, and 1080p video. For all your 10 point or 9.7 inch videos videos yeah right and uh lte which is actually kind of the big biggest edition. deal in my opinion you think so um and then anything else i think uh, that's pretty I much it same it. Tower, uh, oh it's got that nice dictate button on the keyboard now okay i uh, you know i didn't watch the oh yeah, it has that on it entirely so. it has a dictate button on the keyboard now what does that mean uh you it's kind of like siri only it just does text to speech or speech to text ah and yeah. is that going is that is that I think Wi-Fi it's only on the new iPad and Wi-Fi or 3G. Oh. Yeah, it's not Siri. It's just a dictate function. But still, I mean... Yeah, it's something. It's something, yeah. yeah. I mean, if you imagine the iPad being sort of a production consumption device, then it probably doesn't need all of Siri. Because if you think of Siri, it's setting reminders, setting alarms, right. getting it's directions, stuff like that. digital assistant, basically. But on an iPad, the number one thing you would absolutely want is dictation. Right. That, that seems to make complete sense to me. So, um, But, you know, I think the biggest deal of them all is not LTE. I think LTE is something that's nice, and it's going to drain battery life, and it's not everywhere. But what's going to be everywhere all the time, oh, what yeah. you do, is that retina display. And it's going to look gorgeous when people start to actually support it. Right, right now, it's no big deal. But consider, if you can fit 2,000 pixels wide by 1,500 long... On a 9.7 inch display, that is more pixels than a 1080p display Tele, right. at 1980 by 1400 or whatever on a 32 inch TV. Like, that's unbelievable. Right. It already looks good when you look at that kind of display. And then when you look at an iPad, there's no screen that's ever been made like this. And you and I sitting here, there's no way we would know unless we saw it ourselves. Right. So, the only way we can truly judge the iPad and whether or not it's going to be a big deal is if we go to an Apple store to actually see really, it. Really, yeah. Or touch if we one, one play with one. Cool people who got invited early. But since we're not, I think the best thing to do to muse about is probably the next directions or like, what does this mean? I mean, what do you think? Um, the, the crazy thing is, and I was reading uh, a review a few minutes ago or a little while ago that said, 
no one really knows what this means in the sense that some people are like, oh, this isn't a big deal at all. Like, this is useless. But remember, the iPhone 4S was the same way, and it's become their best-selling iPhone. Right. Um, but best-selling because of what it is or best-selling just because of all the excitement that's built up? Toward it. It's probably a little bit of the excitement. Um, I, I, I'm not that excited about this device. Well, I mean, you're a tech person. You're not supposed to be. I guess that's fair. You, me, everyone in this building, in this informatics and computing building, is probably not going to be excited about it. But who's going to be excited about it is your grandpa, who finally goes, huh, I heard about this iPad thing. Should I go buy one? Right, and it's now? all over the news now. So, yeah, it's sort of exposure. I mean, freaking probably ESPN probably has a story on it, and they have nothing to do with it. It's just, it is the way it is right now, and it's the fact is is that Apple, as a brand, is something to stick to and something to rely on. Right. And when they produce reliable products, that's all they have to do. Apple is not going to be the company that needs to produce haptic technology unless they absolutely have to. But I will say that that would be something that would be cool Right, Pretty but it doesn't, it doesn't seem very aptly in the sense that they don't often go out there and make that crazy, like... Well, it's jump. been a long while because they've been riding this wave of success. Right. It's only a matter of time before Apple needs to make the next big move. Right, right now, they've kind of, you know, went with something that's a little bit conservative in the sense that we all expected it, but not in the way that they've... The manufacturing process had to be down to a science before oh, yeah. they could release this kind, release this kind of technology. And they had to have the supply chain perfect before they could get all of these pieces in place. There are a lot of devices they're selling, too, this time. When you think about the fact that the AT&T one's probably got a slightly different radio than the Verizon one. Exactly. I mean, there are a lot of different models. It may not look like it to the average consumer, but... So, for those of you who are naysayers, maybe like Chris, for example, um, you certainly can't naysay it for the impact it's going to have making money on the tablet industry and on screens and everything else. You can naysay it in terms of it being predictable, right. but pretty much everything that Apple has done has been predictable, predictable and yet been against the grain and whatever. And in fact, it is so unpredictable that they still manage to be successful. I'm, and I'm certainly not discounting the fact that it's going to be a great selling device, I'm sure. It's mostly that I was sitting here thinking, man, what's, what's the next iPad I'm likely going to buy? You know, like, why, why am I going to want to buy this iPad? You're not going to know unless you see it. That's true. And even then, it's not for you. Normal people are not supposed to update their devices every year. Right, right. They're just not. I'm not supposed to be going out and getting a Lumia 800 or the next iPhone. It's not for me. It's for the person who has thought about buying one and finally wants to buy one. Or it's for the person. Worn. It's for the companies that have been waiting for the next one to come out so they can buy a huge, huge right. load of them. Yeah, or the iPad yeah, 1. Like, I could buy an iPad 1 and still be ahead of the curve of 90% of the tablets out there. Certainly. I think I read a story that Amazon is buying back iPads. Seriously? And they're buying them at very, very expensive prices. Like, they're, like, Yikes. I think apparently the first generation iPad will give you a $250 to $300. You'll get money that much money back. Wow. And to me, that's like the bottom feeders, so supposedly. <laughs> They're still getting money. Yikes. And that's and that just goes to show you that there is no other tablet. There's right, no, right. There's no other tablet. You either are a tablet or you're, you're an iPad. And this is not being fanboyish. This is not being like... It's just the way the space is. Now, the only other interesting uh, tablets aren't even in the same realm. You've got Kindle, 
which does its own eating kind of thing, and that's just one of those things you have to right. see or play with or kindle fire. Sure. Which is a completely different, you know... A different beast it's, entirely. It's, it's a different beast. And, and people who put them in the same ranking, I mean, yes, they kind of do the same features, but they're, but as it turns out, functionality is going to dictate Way, how you yeah. use these two things. And I think the third one probably being like um, the Galaxy Note or like any of your other smartphones. Right, those like half tablet, half smartphones. Or the netbook category. Right. So they all serve different sorts of people, and this iPad is going to make the people who have wanted that happier. It's sure. going to. Um, so it's not it's not the most amazing thing in the world. It's not like, oh, my God, it was mind-blowing. I wasn't expecting it's it. It's still insanely But it will be when you look at it. Right. And when you play with the now 25 million app downloaded app store, right? Yeah. Which has... 25 which billion, is, by the way, not billion. Million. Which is how the iPad, the iOS ecosystem, actually is amazing. Right. It has nothing to do with the device. The, the, how much it has nothing to do with the device just shows you how the iPad hasn't changed at all. Like, in that way. In your, Certainly. In, in your right. mind, the iPad hasn't really changed a whole lot. Well, that's because the iOS ecosystem is changing all the time. So all, yeah, and it's changing what's around the device. So, if and developers are excited about it. Developers yeah. are excited to develop for a platform that has 25 billion downloads. Oh, certainly, yeah. It's like a so Apple's job rush, is to basically. provide the best support and the best products that satisfy a huge stratum of people. Right. The developers, end users, stakeholders, everybody. So. To throw in a wrench of, hey, this thing does haptic, where no one's even thought of that before, and so you're not going to have a billion apps from day one to download from? Yeah, it's probably going to be a bit of a turnoff, right? It's a sink. Right. So, anyway. The other news bits uh, would be iPhoto for iPad. Yeah. Exciting stuff. And I think it's right. It looked like it was could work on the iPhone. iPhone. Yeah, it's a yeah. universal app, which yep. is even crazier. Yeah. Um, I don't know what it looks like on the iPhone, but is that it for the that's iPhone? It. Or is that yeah, it looks like that's okay. an iPhone screenshot. So it looks like it's just a smaller version. I mean, looks like the iPad has more screen space, but if you look at that screen versus that screen, it's pretty much the same. Right. Um, it makes sense. You know, it's a different way of manipulating with photos and a different way of editing. Certainly. So... That's pretty exciting. Um, I think GarageBand got an update, too. Yeah, actually, a really cool feature of GarageBand, I don't know if you have looked at it at all yet, um, you can actually, like, if you're around other iPads, you can all get, like, if you're on the same Wi-Fi network, you can play together and create uh-huh. create chord songs together. A little cheesy, but I still thought it was kind of cool. I mean, what does that have to say about the future of the way people play music? Yeah, exactly, I mean. So, and especially with the display that you get to play with and right, the kinds right. of intricate motions you can make on right. that kind of device. You know, the possibilities are endless with that as well. It's pretty incredible. Um, what else? Uh, well, Apple TV was updated. Okay. I still think that one is a laughable one, given that Apple TV 2 has also received the same update. You just can't play 1080p on it. Right, because yeah. the graphics processor is not, not, not up to par. But it gets everything else. Yeah, it gets everything else, which is exciting because I didn't want to spend another $100 to right. just get 1080p. Right. Yeah. What You get seven, a 1080i, 720 720p, right yeah. Do you get 1080i? No, I think it's just 720p. Huh. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's a nice little device. Oh, the ability to, if you, have a net, if you don't have a Netflix account and you want one, uh, I saw a couple of little news articles saying... Um, you can now pay for Netflix through your iTunes gift cards or iTunes account, which is kind of handy for some people if they don't want to leave the That's ecosystem. Nice. Yeah, you can do it right from the device. 
uh, really, like I said, it was it was an exciting one in the sense that what you said, but it wasn't anything that we weren't all expecting. Hadn't already talked about a few times. So, what did you think about this haptic thing that I keep bringing up? Well, I did. Did you post an article about it? I don't think I saw. I one. didn't. Yeah, I, I didn't either because I literally just thought it was fool. Like, I'm sure you thought the same thing I did. No, this is not going to happen. Well, I knew it wasn't going to happen, and I also knew that it was interesting. Right. So I taught. I tweeted about it. I just thought the biggest implication for me would be for the blind. Right. Having like something that gives you not free. just braille, but like on the fly changing braille, like. You know, right. predictive braille speech. So like, this this that thing Turin is talking about is uh, a haptic screen, essentially, where you touch something. Or an article I saw on Mac Rumors was saying, like, if you touch a rock, or if like a rock is on there, the surface will become a lot harder. If there's something silky on the screen, the surface will become a little bit like lighter and smoother. Uh, it was certainly an interesting concept, and like I didn't even really think too much about the the aspect you were just going on, but it would certainly be interesting. Right. I mean, the fact is, there is no. I mean, the, Apple's already trailblazing on accessibility requirements anyway with a lot of their devices. Right. Um, one can argue that they're probably one of the most accessible device makers right now. And to have a haptic display, which they totally have the cash to invest oh, yeah. in, they, that would definitely be something that, yes, it's a patent, it's out there, it may happen. And I'm sure they're prototyping it. it. Yeah, right. And, and you know what? When I, felt, when I heard that, I was thinking controlled leak. That leak... <laughs> was made by Apple to completely screw somebody. Right, right. Like, somebody was told that, they told the press, now they're going to And just a quick little side note uh, for the listeners who don't know, in in a lot of books, and you hear it all the time on news stories, Apple does do a lot of controlled leaks just to see who's leaking their information, things like that. So it's likely that, uh, as Tarun said, I kind of thought that same thing. Like, probably they gave it to someone just to see, hey, who's leaking things? And now they probably know. Right, and now that person doesn't have a job. (laughs) Right. But, yeah, I think the haptic thing would be cool, and it probably will happen. In our lifetime, yeah, probably. But on an Apple product, maybe, maybe not. It'll just depend on who's thinking in that direction. I mean, clearly, everyone else is thinking that Apple could do that. And if it's a controlled leak, Apple thinks Apple could do that. Right. But I'm sure Apple thinks of things that we have no idea of what they're thinking. Certainly. I have a, there's a person in the, in the School of Informatics and Computing who used to work at Apple during the 90s, though, so it wasn't, you know, some of these glory days that we're in now. But she was telling me about some of the interesting devices you'd see in their prototype labs that never came to be but were, like, mind-blowing products that, so, I mean, I'm sure if that's what it was then, like, you couldn't even imagine what it's like now. Exactly. Um, but I think this announcement just goes to show also the attitude of Tim Cook. Once again, we have sort of a Tim Cookian kind of way of doing things. I have yet to watch the video, but I'm sure if I watch it, I will be bored to tears listening to him. He's a dry guy, but he's a straight shooter. And when something's good, he's not going to roll the dice on something that could be better. Right. He's going to stick with it until it dies. I do feel kind like of bad I bet for you the guy. He, I bet you he owns a Honda <laughs> that has like 200,000 miles on it. The Honda Civic from like 98. And he's not going to he's not going to let it go. He's going to continue to drive it down until it dies. It, now, yeah, I was thinking about this. The poor guy like he did the iPhone 4S release, now he's done the the new iPad release. Uh, you have to wonder though how much of this was like Steve Jobs saying, "This is this is the roadmap we should take." And is Tim Cook just sort of getting the, well, this guy looks like uh, he's just riding the Honda Civic and uh, Right. I mean, on. it's probably part of it, obviously, when you have this many stakeholders and this much money, 
you you can't mess up. Right. For Apple to mess up is a big deal. Right. I mean, even in the smallest ways, when they had that location gate and antenna gate, these small things added up to be something very huge. Right. And that's going to cost them. So, and with with as many stakeholders as they have, a small, tiny issue gets magnified to the nth degree. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying that the iPad is a conservative. This move was conservative. I'm just saying what they could have done, relatively speaking, this was conservative. Right. Like, on the whole, I think for Apple to bet the company on this product, I mean, the fact is they removed any sort of numerical distinction on it, and it's just calling it iPad which sort of solidifies it as a flagship product. Right. For them to, basically, it's a bet of the company, like, this is the future, this is the way things are. Hey, you know, it could it could backfire. It could. Somebody could come and say, hey, you didn't do this first, now we are, and we're going to have a first mover advantage. Now there's arguments of our first mover advantages, the best ways of handling things, is right. that really going to help? But the fact is, is that Apple thinks this is the way to go, Tim Cook thinks this is the roadmap we're going to follow, and that's all there is to it. So if there's going to be the next big thing, it may not happen for years. So for those of you clinging and wondering if the next iPad's going to be great, like iPad 4, just mm. buy one. Right. Just get one and it'll come out and you're going to be like, well, okay. It's fine. Yeah. You, you, Chris, I mean, you're a special case. You may go out and buy one or you may not. And if you didn't, you'd be normal. Right, right. I'd be normal for never buying an iPad because that's just not my thing. And, I mean, let's be honest, I'll, at some point or another within the next year, end up buying iPad 3. We all know that. Right. We know yeah. that. Likely even before the end of March, but we'll see. <laughs> but anyway. Yeah. And, of course, this show's not paying for your next iPad yet, but it could. If someone sponsors us. Yeah. So yeah. you can sponsor a show. Um, I think the email's still there and everything. <laughs> yep. I think it's still there <laughs> somewhere on our website. So check us out, you know. Uh, we wanted to do this show specifically just because we know people who like Apple tend to read us and a few other people we like as well. Um, we'll have another episode uh, recorded sometime in the not-so-distant future of the normal stuff. But, yep, this was about the Apple announcement. Right, so uh, everyone enjoy. Take care.